Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I am here to help you navigate your hormone and health journey with so much ease and grace so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. There I was, sitting in the doctor's exam room just three days before Christmas. Bright lights glaring on me in the scratchy white gown with my butt hanging out. I was anticipating the worst when I heard a light knock on the door. My OBGYN quietly walked through the door with a clipboard and my test results. And I knew nothing good was going to come out of her mouth. And sure enough, I was right. My labs validated how I was feeling, which was the equivalent to hot garbage. My test results basically read hormone hot mess at the top. And my cortisol levels, well, they had completely tanked. And that would explain my inability to be able to get up in the morning. My cortisol awakening response was basically non-existent. And that's why it was nearly impossible for me to climb out of bed each day and be somewhat productive. For years, I had been firing off my stress response system dozens of times a day, like it was my only energy source until my body simply couldn't do it anymore. I was burned out and wired and tired all day long. And now more than ever, I am hearing from amazing women that they are feeling like this too. Maybe you have had your hormone labs done recently and found out that your cortisol levels were completely whacked out. Or maybe you haven't had your labs drawn, but you are waking up feeling tired, maybe a little energy in the middle of the day to get you through your workday, and then around four or five o'clock, you begin to crash again. Or maybe you're feeling wired and tired right when you're trying to go to sleep, as your brain creates endless shopping lists or to-do lists, or your brain is on repeat, replaying all the things that you did not get done that day that's gonna have to spill over to tomorrow. If you can relate to any of this, you are in the right place. Because today's episode is devoted to understanding and recognizing when stress is out of control, like mine was for far too many years. And I will also be sharing what you can do naturally to reverse the vicious stress response mode and the survival hormone cascade. But first, let's bring some awareness. I'm gonna share some signs to identify if you're feeling stressed and burned out. These signs come from a chapter in my newest book, The Essential Oil Menopause Solution. Now these 10 plus surprising and not so surprising signs are a great way to identify if your stress is at a tipping point and it's getting close to getting out of control. Now if you can relate to three or more, it's time to reevaluate what you're doing in your daily life and really figuring out what is serving you versus what is draining you. I will be sharing my go-to solutions later on for managing your stress and how to really ensure that stress isn't having a negative impact on your body anymore. But first, let's do the quick assessment. Let's start with, do you find yourself saying any of these statements? I gotta go, I'm running late, I'm super busy, I'm exhausted, I have too much on my plate, I've got so much going on. Any of those statements? Next, do you find that your calendar is consistently overscheduled? Do you find that you're upset when things change unexpectedly? Do you feel irritated when obligations stack up and you're not able to handle them? Do you often feel overwhelmed by the lack of support that you have every day? 
Do you wake up feeling like there isn't enough time in the day to get everything done? Do you find yourself sighing throughout the day? Do you go to bed worrying that you did not finish your to-do list? Do you frequently feel like there's always something more that you should be doing right now? Like right now. Do you find yourself craving salty or sugary snacks in the middle of the day or late at night or even early in the morning? Do you feel wired and tired, especially at night? Do you feel exhausted in the middle of the day, especially around three or four o'clock in the afternoon? Do you feel like you can't turn off your thoughts in your mind when you're trying to sleep? Do you feel like you rarely are on top of everything or completely on top of things? Do you feel like you don't remember simple things like where you forgot your glasses or that word at the tip of your tongue? Do you find yourself getting sick easily, like having coughs or sniffles, infections, allergies that just take a long time to resolve? Do you find that you don't have any willpower when it comes to food, especially carby foods? Do you feel like you need caffeine to function throughout your day? Do you find yourself feeling unmotivated due to the things that you used to love to do? All right. Those are all of the signs, some surprising, some not. I want you to take a moment and tally up your score because I want to know how you did. Now, if you have to go back, by all means, just go back and listen to that list. Maybe take some notes or do a mental count. Now, if you resonated with three plus examples, then you are activating your stress response system more often than you think, leading to deregulated hormone and cortisol levels. Now, the problem is this nonstop sense of urgency drives the body into survival mode, and we're just not meant to live like that every moment of the day, right? Life isn't life or death. 90% of the time, I find that the main hormone that's out of whack is definitely cortisol, and it has such a profound impact on the body, it can disrupt a lot of other hormones like insulin, estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone. I mean, the list goes on and on. Now, your body makes cortisol in response to stress, and most of us run around stressed too much of the time, and our cortisol is off as a result. Now, higher deregulated cortisol levels wreak havoc over time in the body, depleting your brain of happy brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine, robbing you of your sleep, and making you store fat, especially in the belly. Now, high cortisol is likewise linked to anxiety, fatigued, mood swings, food addictions, and brain fog. Now, in a chronic fashion, these effects mount and become very harmful. Consider the following from the Journal of Hormones in 2009. Chronic stress can lead to overeating, co-elevation of cortisol and insulin, and a suppression of certain anabolic hormones. This state of metabolic stress in turn promotes abdominal visceral fat. Both the direct response of stress and the accumulate of visceral fat can promote systemic inflammation and oxidative stress. In short, researchers have found that the stress response system not only wreaks havoc on your hormones, but eventually leads to decreased life expectancy due to all of the systemic inflammation. Now, since the root cause is usually an overactivated stress response system, the key is we got to reset it, starting with cortisol. And any other attempts at fixing other hormone systems will likely fail in the long term if we don't address this wayward stress response system. Now, I want to share today my simplified protocol for becoming more objective about your stressors and balancing cortisol, especially in women. And just note that all of the protocols I'm mentioning today have been proven in randomized trials, and it's the best evidence that we have to date. So step one. 
out the gate, you got to notice when you're getting triggered. So you got to train yourself to monitor for signs that the primitive reactive brain has taken over and driven your thinking brain offline. You may notice physiological signs like feeling hot and sweaty, your face is getting flushed, breathing becomes shallower, your heart is beating faster, maybe your neck and your traps and your shoulders are really tight. You may feel a rush of anxiety or your thoughts may speed up. I call that the trauma spiral when everything just goes super, super fast and you can't seem to get a grip of what's going on. And what happens is we get stuck in that fearful way of thinking and we're unable to see a different perspective. And in that moment, you may feel panicky. You may want to act impulsively. You may be talking very, very fast. Now, it may take some practice to notice all these signs, but the more that you do, the easier you will be able to get your brain to reset the pathways and to respond to stressors in a different way. So the first step besides kind of noticing those physical reactions is beginning to focus on your senses and your breath. So once you notice that you're triggered, the next thing is to stop what you're doing, take a break and focus on taking charge of your physiology. That means focusing on your senses. And what I recommend is shaking it off or moving. And you can move kind of quickly, kind of do a little dance or just walk around slowly in the area. Now, especially if you're in a freeze response mode, which is a little bit more intense than just fight or flight, like where you're frozen, then you definitely want to shake it off and walk slowly around the office, or walk outside. You gotta just tell the body that it needs to shift its state. Now, if you're in fight or flight, the best way to calm down is to slow down your breathing and to breathe into your belly. Now this activates the parasympathetic nervous system response and it puts the brake on the autonomic central nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. Now sympathetic again is fight or flight, parasympathetic is relax and digest, that's what we wanna do. This also stimulates and increases your vagal tone, which is so critical at how you respond to stress over time later. Now, what does this actually look like? Well, you wanna focus on breathing more slowly. You wanna aim for six breaths per minute. You wanna breathe more deeply from the belly, diaphragmatic breaths. Think about expanding your abdominal area and widening your rib cage as you inhale. And then you wanna exhale longer than the inhale. It's the exhale that triggers the relaxation response, that parasympathetic response. Now, when you breathe deeper, the brain perceives safety signals and will send safety signals throughout the system to stop producing cortisol and return to baseline. Now, as a proactive option, I think it's great to be able to send brain safety signals all the time throughout the day. That way, when a triggered situation happens, like you're late to work or you get a crazy text message or a friend calls you with some bad news, you respond in a more relaxed sense. You don't get triggered up. You don't trigger off that trauma response, that stress response mode. I love preemptive safety signals to the brain because that tells the brain that everything is okay and that there is nothing to panic about. Now, how do we actually send safety signals to the brain? Well, here are a lot of different things to be thinking about, and I'm gonna give you more detailed lists in just a second. So any form of self-care is a great way to send a safety signal to the brain. 
meditation, a walk outside, breathing in a lavender essential oil. These are all great ways to send safety signals to the brain. And I'm going to share some of my most favorite self-care rituals in just a moment. Now, these are powerful because they anchor you to physical and emotional well-being and over time train the brain to know that everything is safe, even when you are late for a meeting or even when you are stuck in traffic, whatever that may be. Number three is to reach out to a friend or family member. So I recommend scheduling a get-together date with your bestie at least once a week. I actually had two dates yesterday with two of my best friends, and I cannot tell you how much I needed that. Now, ideally, your friends are local. You can meet them at a cafe or a beach or a park. Give them a hug. Touch is so, so powerful here because we're boosting oxytocin levels, and that is just that connective, yummy hormone that we as women thrive with, and it helps to lower cortisol. Now, if your friends are not local, no worries. We've got Zoom, we've got FaceTime, we've got all different types of technology. Today, video technology allows us to connect with friends and family in distant locations very, very easily. Definitely helpful during the pandemic. And when you connect with someone you care about, this calms down the fight or flight response because your brain is engaged in social engagement systems. It's a whole different part of the brain that you're using. So again, once a week, if not more, so critical to boosting oxytocin levels and just reducing stress overall and creating just beautiful connections, right? Number four, bookend your day with morning and evening rituals that are just for you. I cannot emphasize how non-negotiable self-care is to reducing stress levels and helping to support our overall physiology. So it's really just about adding one or two things that you can do for yourself in the morning and before you go to bed. Nothing crazy, but just adding a couple things that become about healing your nervous system. So I wanna share a couple of my favorite morning rituals and then share my evening rituals. So some morning rituals that you can look at are deep breathing, being positive about your day, eating nourishing foods, hydration, movement, especially movement outside, setting boundaries, affirmations, gratitude journaling, meditation, aromatherapy, and day setting. All of these set you up to create just the tone of the day that you want to have so that life and your day is unfolding for you and not happening to you. Now, I want to share a little bit about what I'm doing because right now, as you know, I have a six-month-old this week. He literally turned six months. So cute. And he's so adorable. But my sleep is literally in the crapper. Like, I am getting up all throughout the night. That is just where we're at right now in this journey. And so my evening rituals, although some are non-negotiable, like, it just isn't as dialed as it used to be. And although I literally fall asleep the second I hit the pillow, I am awoken up many, many times during the night. So what I do in the morning is within 30 minutes of waking up to fire up that cortisol awakening response, I go outside, I get some great sunshine, some fresh air, I walk my really big hill a couple of times, then I go and work out in my gym, in my garage, I do some weight training for 30 minutes, give or take, 
and I do this before I break my fast. So not only do I fire off my mitochondria, I boost my cortisol levels and they're supposed to be high in the morning. I get some fresh air, I get out in nature, and I get into fat burning mode with my workout. So I'm burning through all of my glycogen before I break my fast. So even though my sleep is pretty bad right now, I am doing my best to boost my energy levels in the morning by taking advantage of circadian fasting, working out with weights, boosting that mitochondria with sunshine and vitamin D and getting that fresh air. Those are so critical. And the beautiful thing is, is I'm talking about like 35 minutes to 40 minutes in the morning and I'm knocking out my workout at the same time. So I just wanted to share a little bit about what I'm doing given my circumstances right now. And this is allowing me to set the tone for my day and to get through my day with as much energy as possible. So the other thing that I'm loving right now that I have been doing for a long time and finally have brought to the world this last year is I have created the perfect journal to literally set the tone in five minutes. It's a daily self-care journal that literally allows you to honor your body and live your best life. So if you are looking for a quick five-minute daily self-care journal, I have literally have got the perfect journal for you. Because as I mentioned, it only takes five minutes to fill out in the morning and it sets the tone for your day all day long. I am so excited for this. We've had actually over 3,000 women already get this journal and they have been sending me pictures and emailing me about how it's just transformed their day because they really do feel like they're setting an intention for their day and honoring their body. So I will have the link to the self-care journal in the show notes or you can go to, I believe it is drmarisa.com journal. Now, I want to just share some evening rituals right now, just so you can set the tone for your evening as well. The first thing is really practicing good sleep hygiene, right? So that looks like keeping your room cool, having blackout curtains, again, setting those circadian rhythms up for success, no blue light, and not eating three hours before bed. Those are going to be powerful, effective sleep hygiene practices that are going to guarantee deep restful sleep and REM sleep so that your body is really restoring itself at night. Other things to be thinking about is diffusing calming essential oils like lavender, cedarwood, clary sage, and Roman chamomile. Enjoying a cup of chamomile tea or rooibos tea. That's one of my favorite teas is a great rooibos. Reading a good novel. And I mean like actual physical book. Right now I'm listening to novels and books on Audible, but I'm not using a blue screen to do that before going to bed. Listen to a calming sleep meditation or do a quick little five-minute sleep meditation on your own. Again, put away all those electronics an hour before bed. And maybe if you're feeling extra like self-care, loving up on yourself, run an Epsom salt bath with some lavender oil. Now, those are the evening and morning routines. Again, taking in one or two of these beautiful habits, these beautiful rituals will help to make such a massive difference in your day. Now, some other simple strategies. As I mentioned earlier, using calming essential oils, things like lavender and bergamot. There are great recipes for stress, fatigue, and brain fog inside of my new book, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution. But I want to share quickly, my go-to stress blend is lavender and bergamot. My go-to fatigue and brain fog blend is a combination of a citrus oil, peppermint, rosemary, and frankincense. And I've got, again, those blends inside of the books. 
Now, the other thing I recommend is if you can pull it off, get a massage once or twice per month, limit alcohol and coffee, ideally switch over to green tea, which contains L-theanine, a critical amino acid that reduces stress without making you sleepy or tired. Now, if your symptoms do not resolve, like you are not being able to get over this hump, I want you to consider adding powerful supplementation. You may need to step up your nutrients, your vitamins and minerals, because you're possibly depleted due to all of the stress that you're experiencing. Now, I have a really amazing formulated adrenal support blend called Adrenal Love to help balance cortisol and to help slow down the stress response system. It contains methylated B vitamins, vitamin C, ashwagandha, rhodiola, and American ginseng as my power trio adaptogenic herbs and a little bit of licorice root. Now these are my go-to most effective adaptogenic herbs and I'm so excited to have it all in one formula for you. Now I'll have a link to Adrenal Love in the show notes for this episode, which is 276. Also, you want to make sure that you are well nourished with really powerful vitamins and minerals to drive energy. So I recommend taking methylated B vitamins and a highly absorbable magnesium glycinate. In my Essentially Whole supplement line, I carry both as a bundle. So my Activated B Complete and my Magnesium Restore, they're actually bundled together and on sale. So if you want to take a look at that bundle and make sure that you are getting those key nutrients and vitamins, I will have a link for that as well. Now the goal with all of this, everything that I've talked about today is consistency. I cannot emphasize this enough. If your hormone levels are off balance and you know that to be true, it's going to take a moment to get them back on track, especially those critical hormones like cortisol and insulin. And I have so many episodes that dive deeper into metabolic support, what's going on with insulin, if you want to go and dive in on the Essentially You podcast. Again, the aim is to focus on supplementation, self-care, and lifestyle rituals for 90 days. That's what we're talking about. Like it took me two years to get this under control. But if we are consistent, knowing what you know now, 90 days. And the beautiful thing is, is as you integrate these beautiful rituals and habits, you are going to feel better. Your day is going to feel lighter. It's going to feel easier. You're going to be happier about just the things that you're doing every single day. Like I have not met a woman who brought on self-care and brought off time for herself and was like, you know what? I don't enjoy any of that. I don't need any of that. Like the second we get it, we savor it and we want more of it because we deserve it. So that's what I wanted to speak into. The more that we continue to feel good, to do good for ourselves, these changes literally set the tone for how you live your life. That's really what it's all about. And Our health is truly just defined by the many choices that we make every single day. What I've learned is that there is no magic bullet and our health journey really never ends. So the more consistent that we can be every day at nourishing ourselves, setting boundaries, loving ourselves, and really just nourishing our bodies, we are set up for success for decades and decades to come. So I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by today and listening to the Essentially You podcast. I hope you're walking away with some beautiful tools and resources to help address any stress response issue that you may be encountering and that you are feeling empowered to make changes starting today. 
Coming up next Tuesday, I invited Dr. Aviva Ram to jump on and talk about hormone intelligence and why we need it. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this conversation because it's literally what this podcast is all about. This podcast is about hormone literacy so that you know your body and you can make powerful changes so that you feel amazing every single day. Dr. Viva Ram and I dive deeper into this conversation on Tuesday and I cannot wait for you to hear it. Until then, have an amazing day.